Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Increasingly, as the civil rights movement heated up, jazz musicians addressed it in their music. 1960, the year of the lunch counter sit-ins in Greensboro, North Carolina, and the spread of the sit-in movement to other cities, was also the year of the Freedom Now Suite by the drummer and composer Max Roach, aimed directly at those events. Roach was a star drummer of the bebop era and beyond. He had been born in North Carolina in the 20s. By the 40s, he was busy revolutionizing music, along with Dizzy Gillespie, Charlie Parker, and Thelonious Monk. Max Roach had been working toward a big composition in the 50s and the events of 1960 pushed him to finish the Freedom Now Suite and record it with singer Abby Lincoln, who was then his wife. She had a pretty haunting voice, especially in the final section, Tears for Johannesburg. The controversial piece was performed several times in the early 60s, we're told, to big crowds, but it also inspired serious disputes and mixed reviews. Variety complained the work had a bitter tone and may have been too far out to reach a substantial audience. There's one section called protest, which is always described as incendiary. More on that in a minute. Max Roach's piece, We Insist Freedom Now, can be found on music streaming services. A much more mainstream tone was struck by My People, a 1963 stage work by Duke Ellington. It was intended for a celebration of the 100th anniversary in 63 of the Emancipation Proclamation. And it was running in Chicago in August of that year, just at the moment Martin Luther King delivered the I Have a Dream speech in DC. My people. That's Duke himself narrating. My people singing. Dancing. My People brings together previous Ellington works, the most famous of them being his piece Black, Brown, and Beige, and it winds up telling a kind of history of the black experience. Ellington is sly in this piece. It feels as if he's looking at the history of African-American entertainers, too, with tap dance sections and some music that sounds like a purposeful parody of some of the cliches and stereotypes of the several decades before the 60s. He alludes to older forms, blues, spirituals. And he's of the moment, too, writing specifically about police dogs in a confrontation in Birmingham. But the spirit is one of harmony. In the end, Ellington asks big questions about color and race. What color is virtue? What color is love? My People can be hunted down on LP, and there's a CD around, too. Sections of the work can be found streaming online. Harmony and unification were also the themes of Dave Brubeck's Gates of Justice, written a little later in 1969. So this was at the end of that decade that had been tearing people apart. 
Gates of Justice is a full-blown concert piece with chorus, orchestra, and jazz band. And it's specifically directed at the rift between the black and the Jewish communities in the U.S., which had become polarized in the period. The composer wanted to point to it and heal it, no less. Brubeck made curious combinations in Gates of Justice, booming brass, and sometimes just a single piano improvising. The words were combinations too, speeches of Martin Luther King, biblical references. What's interesting about these pieces is how much they tell us about the time. Maybe when they were first written, it was a little hard to hear them, these big jazz pieces with important themes. They made the music sound so formal, so grand. I think of an effort like The Real Ambassadors, a star-studded jazz collaboration with Brubeck, Louis Armstrong, Lambert Hendrickson Ross, Carmen McRae. It was 1962, and it meant to tell the world we could all live together despite our disagreements and differences. Everyone connected with it thought it was going to resonate for years as a great success. But Brubeck names it among his biggest disappointments in that regard. Listening to it now, nearly 60 years after the fact, you can hear information about that moment in cultural history we couldn't get in any other form. Oh, we learn to be concerned about the constitutionality. In our nation, segregation isn't of legality. Soon our only differences will be in personality. That's what I stand for. That's true of every one of these pieces, even the so-called incendiary parts of Max Roach's Freedom Now suite. What people were referring to and arguing about was at the exact middle of the piece. Roach wrote for Abby Lincoln a section where she screamed. He wrote it in anger and pain. Oscar Brown Jr., the writer and singer who was Roach's collaborator on some of the piece, objected strenuously to it. And a lot of people felt it was the wrong image for Abby Lincoln. And the wrong image for the movement. But there it is. And it's pretty wild. Whatever you may say about the music, that anger and pain were a part of the 1960s. And so were the messages we hear in these earnest, intense pieces. Certainly, you couldn't call the style typical of any of these musicians. But when things heated up then, it was just not possible to stay cool. It's Fishko Files. I'm Sarah Fishko.